actually in We're the live. studio. I am in the studio. You're actually here. I'm actually in the studio. <laughs> that was the name of the podcast. Of your I podcast. in the studio. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I listened to it. Yeah. <laughs> so you're actually, actually in, the in the studio. But uh, you're not actually at 1 a.m. No. And no. it's not. 1 p.m. It's 1 p.m. It was a little, little past I, 1 p.m. <laughs> I changed it to 1 p.m. That's the title of this episode, 1 p.m. Yeah, it's a 12-hour difference. Mm-hmm. It's like traveling to Europe or something. Oh, yeah. Plot twist, we're actually in Europe. <laughs> yes. Wow. What city? What city? Hmm. What city do you want to go to most? I, I want to live in Spain. Okay. Yeah, my, my, that's where my family is from. Okay. And I really like Sevilla. Because they have a lot of like dancing there, and I'm like a big, I'm a big social dancer. I like all the social dancing, like Latin, like Argentine tango, salsa, merengue, all that stuff. That's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. I had a chance to go to Spain. Um, my wife and I have relatives that um, were living and working in Spain for a for a company there, and they were there for a couple of years. And literally, we had our tickets, and we were within like 30 days of leaving, and COVID hit in 2020. And they lived in Barcelona. Wow. No, Madrid. 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 Oh yeah. Madrid, and um, you know, one of my favorite favorite artists is a Spanish artist, um, Sorolla, Joaquin Sorolla, and his house and museum is there. <gasps> wow. And uh, we were gonna go see that and everything, but needless yeah. to say. It didn't happen. Life happens. Tickets yeah. were bought. Tickets were refunded. It's <laughs> <laughs> one of those things. Oh my gosh, that honestly, I think, like COVID, changed so many like timelines of everything. It did. Shut Wild. people down. And I know, it, right? We had to grow in different ways. Mm-hmm. But like in a way, like I'm not obviously glad that it happened, but it, like it happened, and like we all made the best of it. You know. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, people got divorced. Yeah. You know I mean? <laughs> people realized I can't stand being with this I can't person. Stand this this. Wait, that might have been a good thing, though, though yeah. for them. People, Better sooner than later. People lost jobs. People, mm-hmm. you know, but maybe they, uh, maybe they found that they they like something else better when they got mm-hmm. back to work. It'd be interesting to know if like it changed the directions of people's lives that dramatically. Yeah. They actually love what they do now instead of what they were doing. I honestly. I, I can attest to that because I really, I was in the medical program at my school and I fully like 180 shifted and I no longer want to be in medicine mm-hmm. because like I read over the, over COVID, I read like a lot of books about like the problems in healthcare and like, I would love to take care of people, but I don't want to do that in a setting where we just, we only take care of them if they have the money for it, Yeah, you know, and it's just, it's insane. Or, or just like the, the medical care that goes into it. We, like doctors, take advantage of so many people. And that was totally yeah. true. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm, I'm, now I'm more interested in like research and like biology and like the environment. I feel like that's a better track for me, personally. And COVID, COVID was like one of the main reasons for that. It made you change up yeah. your gears a bit. Exactly. Hmm. Yeah. Well, it definitely let me practice a lot more what I do. Because you couldn't go anywhere, so. Exactly. And that's honestly a great thing. Yeah. I mean, people spent more time in their gardens and yeah. doing the things they wanted to. And I think um, there's this thing that um, my wife was telling me about. There's a documentary, something about our world during COVID or something like that. And mm-hmm. it's, maybe it's a National Geographic thing, but it talks about like how birds 
um, who usually sing like let's just say for instance like 25 songs mm -hmm. were singing like 75 80 songs they were bringing back songs from from long ago wow. but because you know traffic the noise of traffic mm -hmm. was down and air noise pollution was not yeah prevalent they could hear each other's more delicate songs yeah so they started singing them i thought that was pretty cool that's actually so cool that that would make sense because like obviously a lot of them get drowned out and then i assume they would get separated off into sections of like a city mm -hmm. you know and then as this died down they would be able to hear the other sections of the city and then that would become more prevalent yeah wow and animals nesting in uh, places that they wouldn't <laughs> going back to like into like these little industrial areas of um, outside LA like along freeways and stuff where birds were <laughs> oh hatching and animals were coming back that hadn't been seen there in a long time yeah because people stopped going to mm -hmm. those places to go to work so wow yeah, I remember um, there was like this huge thing about like dolphins returning to, um, where was it? SeaWorld. SeaWorld. <laughs> Just kidding. It was like a certain, a certain waterway where humans had like been populated before COVID. Mm -hmm. And like a lot of people went there, it was like a attraction. And then dolphins started coming back after COVID. I forgot what it was. Mm -hmm. I'll look it up later, but. Very cool. Yeah, a lot of things changed. I like humans, are just the root of so many issues and like after removing ourselves from the equation for just a little bit we like I realized how much it is yeah I um I just saw this thing about it, this naturalist that I just stumbled on these documentaries all the time when I was watching it the other day and I think he lived out in Utah or something and died in the 90s he was good in a lot of ways but controversial in so many other ways um, but he was just talking about like not wanting to like live in the world anymore the way it was going, you know. And he was kind of already living at the very tail end or the bitter end of like just existing. Oh, you know? yeah. Living in a like a a little trailer in the middle of the desert, you know. Yeah, bare 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 necessities. <laughs> you know what I mean? But he wrote books and stuff. Mm -hmm. I can't think of his name right off. I'd have to like mm -hmm. look it up. But um, then I read more about him. You know, when you start. I thought, oh, this guy's really interested, and then I, then I read all these people that are saying, oh, he's racist and he's a sexist, and it's in addition oh. to the environmental things mm -hmm. that he believed in. So, you know. I mean, people. <laughs> people come people come at it from people. all different directions. Yeah, they really do. It's raining again. It is. Florida. Oh my goodness! We started the podcast, and I didn't even do the my cordial. Who are you? Oh, yeah. let's get to the, uh, the introduction. Mm -hmm. So, um, my name is Shannon Torrance, mm -hmm. and I'm a, I'm a landscape painter, predominantly a landscape painter. Every once in a while, I will, um, I will dally with some paintings that have a little something to do with social commentary, but most of the time it's landscape paintings. Yeah, I'll link your Instagram down below, because I, I feel like it's really cool for people to check out Tablecroft Studio mm -hmm. on Instagram yeah awesome well I like I like that question a lot because it it um it not only introduces you as a person without me having to introduce you mm -hmm. but it also like gives me insight into what you introduce yourself as oh, you know what I mean yeah does that make sense very like, thoughtful of yeah <laughs> <laughs> thank you wow that's very thoughtful 
and insightful, actually. Yeah, because it's like that's what you value about yourself, you know. Mm-hmm. And then when I have um like like kids on here, they don't know what to respond. They don't know. How no, they're like uh, and then they just like say their name. And I'm just like because they haven't figured it out yet, and if I think it's so awesome. they're a student, or if they're a, yeah, but they're gonna, but they're a, a, running for or trying <laughs> to attain yeah they don't even have an idea no they're just kind of like oh my name is ryan <laughs> that's pretty funny i'm gonna have to go back and listen to some of those the awkward <laughs> that's the really awkward ones you can I, do that you can do a whole podcast after you do a bunch of these right mm-hmm. just do the awkward moments <laughs> someone <laughs> 1 a.m <laughs> 1 a.m adventures the awkward the awkward moments. moments and it's just me going um <laughs> yeah. long periods of time. <laughs> I edit those out. Punctuated with an um or okay then. Well <laughs> someone um on Instagram messaged me like a edit of me saying, Hey there kids like a like five minutes worth of me just saying, Hey kids, hey kids, hey kids. Hey there, kids. That's pretty funny. Yeah, so I started calling them nibblings. Um, nibblings is the gender-neutral n- term for um, nieces and nephews. Interesting. So I hope I get a, a nibblings edit. So nibblings. we call them nibblings because we haven't figured out what they want to be called yet or what they've chosen. Well, it's also just a very, um, very broad term. So like, if I say like, hello, my nieces and nephews, that's a bit too long for me. Okay. I just like nibblings. And it's like it funny. Sounds like a pet tree. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just nibble on it. <laughs> I like it. So, Halloween's coming up. Oh, yes. It is one of my favorite holidays. Are you dressing up? No, probably not. But I do like to hand out the candy and do all that. But um, I just saw a great cartoon today that has a witch and she's in like a setting. Like she's in a Food Network setting, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like, um, just think of any of, like Rachel Ray or somebody, right? Mm -hmm. And she's standing there at an island and she's putting stuff away and and it says, um, I don't want to blow this. It says, um, <laughs> it says above the witch, she's got Tupperware, something in a Tupperware, and she goes, everyone hates spoiled children, so make sure to store them properly. <laughs> I thought it was, it was Halloween, make sure you store them properly. <laughs> it was pretty fun. That's good. I love the, the Halloween-themed, like, things. You know that start in that start in like uh, September. <laughs> it's my favorite. Okay. Like what? <laughs> like I love walking into a grocery store when it's like September, not even October yet, and it like pumpkins, the scary, the oh. scary um, things, because it's just so, it's so out of pocket. It's just like you you you're walking to the regular world and it's not themed yet, and the grocery store is. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. I love it. As soon as like literally forget Thanksgiving's even coming. Yeah, it's no. Gone. Christmas stuff is coming as soon as yeah. the Halloween stuff comes down. Like yeah, at like um, what's it called? Hobby Lobby. They already are, they're already selling Christmas trees. Wow. Crazy. Live ones. I have no clue. Hmm. I don't think so. I don't think Hobby Lobby sells live Christmas trees. That'd be that'd we've, be off brand for them. We've had a stick tree <laughs> for the last <laughs> stick. <laughs> my wife found the, the this cri- on Etsy, I think. It's literally a tree made of sticks, of dowels. <laughs> so it's like there's only certain, there's, you know, literally straight, like, dowel sticks. It's just like, a, a, just like one stick with multiple other sticks. Yeah, it's a stick that comes out of a base, mm-hmm. right? 
and you can't see this at home, kids, but I'm <laughs> making hand gestures. And it's a long stick, and it's about half the size of, in diameter, as like a broomstick. Mm -hmm. And then there are a bunch of those sticks in different sizes scaling down, you mm -hmm. know. Getting smaller at the top. Smaller at the top. And they all have holes drilled through the middle of them, and you slide it over the main <laughs> stick, right? Mm hmm and the main stick is not a stick, it's actually a piece of rebar or something like metal. Mm -hmm. But then the other sticks are wet. And then those sticks go, and you can't even see the rebar when you fill it up with sticks. <laughs> and then there are balls that go between the sticks, mm -hmm. like wooden balls that have holes through those. And then we hang ornaments on the <laughs> sticks. <laughs> it's pretty ridiculous, but my wife loves it, so. I mean, I love it too. I haven't even seen this the stick tree. I'll, to, I'll send you a picture of this year yeah. when we put up the stick tree. We haven't put up our stick tree. We, <laughs> we don't have you don't have one. No, we haven't put up our Christmas tree in years. I don't know why. We just haven't gotten really gotten around to it. I think it's just like as, like I'm the youngest sibling, so I'm the last one left at home, and so like. So there's just like ah no point. I don't really. We don't do like the whole like presents under the tree thing anymore. Have you talked about your siblings on uh, 1 a.m. adventures? On the 1 a.m. adventure? Well, they know my brother. Okay. Um, he has not been on here. Wait. No, he has not been. That was an unreleased episode. Um, <laughs> you're never getting that. Um, <laughs> what did he have to say that we didn't get? That's what I want to know. He was. He. It was. It was one with my mom, and um, my brother just like popped in. Oh. So like say hello, and then it just became unreleased because of like sound quality issues. Yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah, and then um, my sister has not been mentioned yet. I have a sister, guys. Okay, there we go. That's crazy. All right. So you have to have her on here. How old Perhaps is your sister? She's in her thirties. Oh. She lives in Costa Rica. She already has two kids. Oh sweet. Yeah. So I'm 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 I already have nibblings of my own. You do. I have real real biological nibblings. Oh. Yeah, a niece and a nephew. Fantastic. Cool. Aunt Carmen. <gasps> oh my god. And you're uh, getting ready for college. That's what you're telling yeah, me. I'm a senior in high school. So you're sending out all these college applications. Oh my god, yeah. I just got rejected from Questbridge yesterday. Do you know what Questbridge is? I don't know. Questbridge is um, a scholarship that would have given me four years of college for free. Wow. Including housing, transportation, food. Like one, like um, my college mentor had a friend that got Questbridge, and they literally gave her like a credit card, and were like, "Get yourself something nice," you know? Wow. <laughs> like Questbridge. Okay. Yeah. But what? I was rejected. Where is Questbridge? Questbridge is just a scholarship. Oh, okay. Is a scholarship to go any to any school you want? Not to any school. They have certain college partners, so you can rank up to fifteen of them, but they have like. 50 in there on their website you rank up to 15 of them like in order and then if I was to get accepted by Questbridge then they would pass my application to the 15 colleges that I applied to they would give it to the first one that I ranked and if they don't like me then they send me to the next one and if they don't like me they send me to the next one until I match with one of them mm -hmm. and then in that case I would get 100% free college to that school that matched with me that's awesome but I only made it to the semi semifinals. I didn't make it to the finals. I know. I opened the email and it was very sad. It was, we regret to inform you, and then I just stopped reading. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, you get that a lot um, with trying to get grants or residencies yeah. as an artist. 
Um, predominantly, they're always negative, but you do get the one when it's not, and it's like, it's worth it. It's so worth it when you when you get accepted to. Something. I hope so. Yeah, I've applied to a bunch. So, so Stanford. No. Um, Columbia. Harvard, Yale. None of the big schools. No, none of the. Because I no, read this Ivy book. I read this book about Brown. Ivy Leagues. No. I, I applied to Vanderbilt. There you go. Vanderbilt. Yes, it's up there. It's it's like, it was the number one on my Quest Bridge list. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no more. Um, I can still apply to these schools without Quest Bridge. So mm-hmm. I still have a chance of getting into them. I just don't have a chance of getting the Quest Bridge scholarship. Gotcha. But, and then you have to pay for it, which is going to be very expensive. But I do have other scholarship options. I applied to... Gates Scholarship, Coca-Cola Scholarship, there's a South Florida Fair Scholarship, um, what else did I get to? Jack Kent Cook Scholarship, that was that one. There's like the Posse Foundation, there are so many that I applied to, I, I can't even keep track. Bright Futures, Big Futures. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> wow, I think my wife does something with Bright Futures. Bright Futures? Yeah. That's very cool, though. So there, there are a lot of options, and you still got a long way to go. Yeah, that was just my first ever rejection, and my first hearing back from a scholarship. So hopefully, hopefully I don't get as any. I hope that trend doesn't continue. But who's to say? Um, maybe in the future I'm gonna be like, I'm so glad I didn't get Questbridge because now I'm here. I'm yeah. so happy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I saw that recently. Um, Somebody, a fan of you two, posted a, a photograph of a rejection letter to Bono and you two, the band. Two years before they became famous, um, they sent a demo tape to this record executive, mm-hmm. and the record record executive wrote them back a rejection letter. Um, you guys need to work on your sound or something, and you know the whole, you know, just yeah, the whole yeah, spiel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we're sorry to inform you that you're not for us, you know, that, that kind of thing. I mean... It's not me, it's you. Yeah. Can you imagine that guy, like, like, that was like in 81 or something. Can you imagine that guy in, like, 1995 when YouTube was just, like, killing it, you know, arena after arena after arena for, like, 30 years now they've yeah. been doing this? Uh, yeah. But... Yeah, they missed out. They didn't deserve him. Yeah. Yeah. And you're probably going to do something really incredible, and then so. all these colleges are going to want to give you the... Like, prick. Really? <laughs> and she could have been a real Man. alumni here. Now we have to give her an honorary degree. Yeah, yeah. And, and now we have to ask if she'll be a professor here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Instead of her applying We have to beg. <laughs> oh, Lord. Hopefully. I hope they come groveling. One of, one of these days. Yeah, if you work hard enough, you'll. Yeah. You, if that does happen. Exactly. That's, that's not an unheard of thing. Yeah, and if not, like I feel like I'll be happy regardless. Oh you know? yeah, for sure. I, I'm pretty content. You know, I have like the backup, 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 backup plan. The multiple. Yeah. yeah the multiple plan. Yeah, exactly. Like my my backup, backup, backup plan is um, UCF because there's the top ten percent program there. Automatic admissions, automatic, um, like micro scholarship, bright futures. I get seventy five percent of that. My FAFSA, boom, college for free. So you do have like a. An that's, ultimate plan. That's my backup, backup, yeah. backup plan. The master plan. Yeah, the master plan. And no plan. fail. Exactly. If, but if that fails, I have a <laughs> backup, 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 backup plan. But you never end up bagging <laughs> groceries at Publix, right? In any of these scenarios. <laughs> Maybe for the backup, 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 backup plan. For the very last one. Yeah. 
if uh, my backup, 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 backup plan would be, <laughs> would be, I continue at my job that I'm working at now, mm-hmm. and I just ex- like climb up the ladder there. Gotcha. Yeah, that makes sense. Perhaps. Yeah, and it's it's like pretty reasonable because it's a veterinary clinic, mm-hmm. and so like I just right now I'm a vet assistant. I just have to become a vet tech, and then that's like as high as I go. <laughs> yeah, unless you were going to be a veterinary. Yeah, and, uh, but then I would have to go to college, and then I would have to repeat yeah. this whole process. Be medical again, and it's just as hard oh, as going to real medical school from what Terrible. I hear. Terrible. It's harder, because well, medical school, you just need to learn one organism's anatomy. Mm-hmm. But for veterinary school, you have to learn, like, multiple organisms' anatomy. Yeah, and the thing is, pets can't really talk to you. Like, mm. you're human patients can actually tell you what they exactly. yeah. <laughs> Like, I don't know why that dog chased me on the way here. <laughs> I have no idea. I, I was, um, so I was hopping my own fence. Because <laughs> there's construction in my neighborhood. They're fixing, like, the sewage. Oh, I thought that was, uh, like, a jumping someone else's train, like a turn of phrase. But you were literally I was literally hopping fence. my own fence. Okay. Because there's construction, and there's a hole in front of my gate so I can't leave or come in with the car so I have to hop my own fence into my neighbor's yard and then walk. He said this was okay by the way. Okay, that's good. And then his little crusty white dog, as I was picking off like the little um the little stickers from the grass, I like I was just like you know, I hear like <laughs> <laughs> and I start I <laughs> so I ran. I booked it I booked it to my car that that had to be parked a block away because of the construction. Mm. Yeah, it's been a rough couple of days. And last night I got back from dance and um, I like had to, I really had to go to the bathroom. I checked one bathroom and I was like, why does it smell so weird in here? The the sink was, was flooding, the toilet was flooding, the bathtub was flooding. flooding. I went to the other bathroom, same thing, and my mom was there with a bucket of water, desperately. <laughs> she was like, she was like, Carmen, grab a bucket. And I was like, oh <laughs> Wow, it's been a crazy couple of days. So what happened? Why was everything backing um, up? I s- it's because um, they're fixing the sewage. Uh, so they had to put like a block somewhere. And so I guess the water stopped and it just started filling into our house. Yeah. It was crazy. I was so stressed out. And I had an essay due for my college course today. So I had to, I was like, scoop a bucket of water, type a couple sentences. Scoop a bucket <laughs> of water. Type of, well, you turned it in. Yeah, I turned it in. Um, it was actually due on Friday and not today, so I did that for no reason, stressed myself out. But I survived. Sweet. Yeah. I went to bed at 1 a.m., classic. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna have to get used to that, probably. Yeah. College will be classes all day and then homework in the evenings, generally. Yeah. But that's why I hopped my own fence. Okay. <laughs> Hopping your own fence is a good thing. Yeah, and got chased by a dog, but that was fun. Sweet. Yeah. So what else? we haven't seen each other in uh, about a year. About a year? About a year. Yes, probably. Yeah. What else have you been up to? Have you traveled or done anything crazy over the summer? Mm, let me think. What have I done crazy over the summer? Hmm. Hmm. Oh, I started a business. Oh, did you? Yes, stick bug. Um, oh. It is for like making like earrings and rings, um, as you can see. Oh, uh, so you have a little website for stick yeah. bug? Yeah. Um, it's an Etsy. It's on the works, 
But right now I have um, my little logo, and, I, and instead of business cards, I don't have any with me. I probably should have brought them. That would have been a great business ploy of me to do that. Mm -hmm. But I did not. Instead of business cards, I'm doing business stickers. Oh, I love that idea. Yeah, because like... That's genius. Think about like when you get a business card. You're like, oh, wow, this is an awesome... Like if it looks cool, like if it's a cool looking business card, mm -hmm. then you're just like, wow, that's so cool. I was, <laughs> I was thinking about doing buttons for my show. Like <gasps> a painting that just says Title Prof Studio Instagram on it. Like, Wait, that would be so like cool. Like the Florida paintings mm -hmm. and then, yeah. I think a button would be cool. The little buttons, you know. Like the little... Like, like, like that the, an, 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 Oh, really yeah. Tiny, mm -hmm. But like just a little tiny painting, you know. Mm -hmm. I would like that a lot. just hand them yeah. out to people at the opening. Just be like, buttons, buttons. The opening is uh, November the 26th, which is the Saturday November after Thanksgiving 26th. at Mountain Space Gallery in downtown Beach. Awesome. It's kind of catty corner from 2J's. Okay. But you've been there. Yeah, you yeah. You know where it is. I was thinking, I was like, I'm, I was like, wait a minute. Is this the same place? Yeah, I had a major brain fart right there. I encourage everyone to go to 2J's yeah. and, um, you know, grab like a patty melt and just walk in eating a patty melt. <laughs> You're going to get 700 people doing that now. <laughs> I mean, the wine will be free, but, you know, you'll have something to eat. Just don't touch the artwork with your Yeah, yeah please. Papers. I'm surprised that, like, the artwork is not in, like, a glass casing so people can't, like, take their grubby fingers and touch it. Or throw tomato soup on yeah. it. Bah. You know, you saw that where they threw the, t the kids threw the tomato oh, soup yeah. on the mango. To, yeah. um, um, like, protest, protest climate change. Yeah, oil. Yeah. Yeah, that was their big thing. And then a, a very famous artist um, that I follow in England, after a few days, I guess, that resonated with them and they posted about it. Said, you know, let's just get something straight here, people. Artist oils are not made with petroleum products. <laughs> yeah, they aren't. They're made with linseed oil and vegetable <laughs> oil. <laughs> I love how that's what he had to say about it. It was a lady. And then, and then the funny thing mm -hmm. is, like, um, I thought, to myself, self, <laughs> if you use oil paints, what do you clean your brushes out with? Mineral spirits, right? <laughs> or True. Or turpentine, you know, but mm -hmm. you're usually using, you know, some kind of a hardcore cleaner, you know, yeah. petroleum-based cleaner, unless it's using. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't, I don't think Van Gogh used a, a petroleum-based cleaner. I never knew. <laughs> no. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't understand the um, the purpose of throwing soup at a Van Gogh painting, but apparently it didn't even get damaged. Thank God. Yeah, because they, they. I mean, the museum took the proper precautions to protect it, which makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, I mean, a few years ago, somebody took a hammer to uh, David's toe. You know, the statue of David's big toe. <laughs> it's probably and chipped off like. Like he's got hammer toe now. <laughs> <laughs> but. but uh, Chipped off, you know, part of his toe, and they had to put it back on. Whatever. The, the E6000 bit? <laughs> yeah, I don't know how they did Some it. crazy glue. Yeah. Uh, or whatever that that funky glue is called, that decoupage. That oh, goop. yeah. Goop. Mod Podge. Mod Podge. Mod Podge. Mod Podge. <laughs> they Mod Podge it. David's toe. I was learning about that in my art class. Yeah. Not, not David's toe, but like... Not not what happened to David's toe, but like David's toe and like the whole like Greek. So that was David's toe, like fifteen minutes of fame. <laughs> fifteen, right? yeah. Like, but he's never really going to compete with Van Gogh's no, ear. No, no, exactly. 
<laughs> Van Gogh's ear. Yeah, yeah David's toe. The appendages of history. <laughs> of our history, yeah. <laughs> so. David's toe. Van Gogh's ear. What else is there? What's another appendage? I don't know. Well, there, we all have the same kind of appendages, but I don't know what's been damaged appendage-wise in part other than those two things. Oh, man. You gotta change that. <laughs> uh, but I just thought, yeah, that was pretty yeah. wild. And it should have been Campbell's suit, because that would have been a Warhol reference. Yeah. Pulled it all the way around. You know? Come on, yeah, come on, kids. Pull it together with your metaphorical resonances. <laughs> and what's that? <laughs> and they super glue their hands to the wall. <laughs> that was like the thing really they did that yeah you didn't see them put super glue all over their hands and put their hands on the wall so they they were glued to the wall you you i love this generation so you, much you, you, let's super glue our hands to the wall i would do that yeah it's pretty wild uh, it's hilarious i love just how random and just out of pocket i love uh. that your generation just I really do think they're going to bring a lot of change over mm -hmm. the course of the next 20 years because they just don't want to put up with shit, man. No. They're just like, we're smart enough to know better. What are you old people doing? You yeah. Know? It's everything's been so messed up. And like, I think my generation is like the first ones to get over the hump of like technology being new mm -hmm. in order to not have it numb us. Because you know how like, um, the generation before us was very numbed by technology and now we're in the generation where we're not we're like not numbed by technology we're like looking around at like the little iPad kids and like all that stuff and we're just like what is going on you yeah. know yeah agreed I think also I think COVID had a lot to do with that because we had so much time on our own and to our technological devices that we were just we got tired of it you know it became like the like the breaking point of an addiction, you know? Mm -hmm. And then now we're just kind of like waking up and we're just doing random stuff. We're just trolling, but in real life. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, I'm sort of a Luddite when it comes to that. I mean, I know how to, I know how to operate, you know, um, a cell phone and I don't have to have a flip phone. <laughs> I don't have to have buttons, you know? And I, have, I can operate an iPad and, you know? Yeah. I could start a, you know, I can start a yeah, Pandora do, account. You have your own podcast. Like, you're you're doing great. I'm, I'm trying to keep up with the <laughs> technology as best I can. Yeah. But you're I'm, you're active on Instagram. You're, you're doing fine. Not bad for an 85-year-old. You're not 85? <laughs> why, are you, why are you lying to them? Because <laughs> they can't see me. I just thought it would be fun. Uh, but, yeah, I, th I just thought, you know, you got to stay at least on top of it to some degree. But I do yeah. have to draw a line somewhere. My wife is struggling with the button now. What's the button? Uh, she got a new iPhone while we were in New York, and it doesn't have the button, you know. Like I have... <laughs> this is embarrassing for me. I still have a phone with the button. So I have not experienced the buttonlessness. Mm. But my brother got a new phone, and so I get the hand-me-down. And so I am, like, going to switch to his old phone, but I don't know how to work the buttonlessness. And so I've been practicing on my friend's phone, and I feel just so incompetent, because I'm just like, how do you make it have the separate screens? I watch her try to push the button, and the button's <laughs> not there. And it is quite odd, because I don't remember going through the button trauma I got, when I got my iPhone 6, right? I have such button trauma and I don't even have a phone that's not buttons. <laughs> so, you know. Ugh. 
I have to take a couple of CD, uh, CBD mints, you know. <laughs> before you, you would have to deal with the button trauma. Before you deal with the button before trauma. Before you sit down. This feels like the therapy session where I'm talking about my button trauma. Mm. It's like, I just feel like I'm falling behind. has to stop you. Purposeless. Ask you what button trauma is. <laughs> and you're just confusing the hell out of your therapist because she's like, what are these tiglets or whatever you're... You're calling nibblings, tiglets, nephews, and tiglets. It sounds like chicklets, you know, like that. Like the pig from Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. It wasn't the pig, was it? Yeah, it was Tiglet. Tiglet was the pig. Oh, I thought it was a tiger or something. No, that's Tigger. Okay. Yeah, there's there's Tigger, Winnie the Pooh. Tiglet. There is a Tiglet. Not Piglet. It's Tiglet. Wait, no, is it Piglet? I don't know, but it just came out. But it's just like, um, you know, like uh, when I think of the, those words like that, I think of those, those little buttons for Crocs, you know? The little yeah, the, the gibbets. Gibbets, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how I remember this stuff. That's pretty I don't good. know where the room in my head is. I don't even, I haven't seen a gibbet in a, quite a while. Yeah, no, I, I, I thought I was wearing Crocs for a second because I was wearing Crocs earlier. But I do have gibbets. I have, um, I have, I got the, the little fruit, the little fruit pack. So mm -hmm. there's just a bunch of little fruits on my, yeah. on my, my Crocs. It's great. And I found one too, so I just have a rainbow okay. and a bunch of fruits. Yeah, I, I bought my first pair of Crocs back in like the early 90s. The Crocs weren't even famous yet, or they, mm. they hadn't really hit the market um, full on, and they were testing them out in the Keys, and I stopped at a dive shop in a place that you rent um, kayaks, mm -hmm. and the lady's like, uh, you're really going to need some kind of foot protection for when you get out of the kayak and you walk around in the mangroves and yeah. stuff. Did you bring some old tennis shoes or something? And I'm like, no. She goes, well, we have these for like 30 bucks, and they were Crocs. I bought what? my first pair of Crocs in Key Largo, Florida. Wow. And they were testing them out at different places. That's such a cool story. And then I fell in love with them, of course. Yeah, and they're awesome because they um, have the sports mode. Yeah. They have relax mode. Of course. Yeah, um, <laughs> you know, I was in my 40s then. Was I in my 40s? Late 30s, mm -hmm. early 40s, I bought these. And you know, I come and I was working on construction sites all the time. You know, so I take off my work boots and put my Crocs on. <laughs> and then, um, you know, friends and fellow workers and people would see me out in, about town at the bar or going to a restaurant in these Crocs, and they would laugh at me hysterically. You know, what are you doing with those plastic shoes? <laughs> on, you know? And they did look like something Mickey Mouse would wear. Yeah, because they're so like wide, you know, and like mm -hmm. big, big toey. But they're, I love them so much. I love the um, the knockoff brands from Walmart. They're comfortable. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah, but the Crocs now are so expensive. They're like forty, fifty dollars. Yeah. yeah. They're no longer thirty. Well, I fit into the kids' sizes, so they last a long yeah, time. Yeah, they At least do. Mine do anyway. Yeah. They're great for walking your dog yeah. in the wet grass after it's rained, or doing you know. Yeah. Or when your bathroom's flooding and you have to wear them around the house. And you can wash your shoes and you know, exactly. Close them down. That's exactly what I did. I just. Exactly, I love them. All so terrain. go to your local Crocs dealer. Exactly, local Crocs dealer. You probably um, have to go online to get your gibbets. Yeah, they have they have them at the store. Do they? They have like a little a little thing that spins. 
where you turn it like the sunglasses holder, but it's gibbets. Yeah. Yeah. They need to make art gibbets. You know what I mean? Yeah, maybe you can you can have a gibbet as your business card. I just do an ear. I want an ear gibbet. Just an ear. Just an ear. You know, I would. I want. I want ear. to have two ears, one on each side, and then the nose in the middle. Oh, this to make a little face. Yeah, this could be like the uh, Mr. Potato Head gibbets. And Mrs. Oh, Potato this Head is gibbets. good. Maybe don't say this online because they'll steal our idea. <laughs> some somebody's at home going. Oh, got oh, this. Got this. <laughs> Patenting right now. Be flying to the head. <laughs> Save down at a board table. Yeah, there's there's just a a croc. The croc owner actually listens to my podcast. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, you have one hell of a followership. Like seven hundred. That's seven hundred people thousand? is not a lot. Wow. Seven hundred thousand. <laughs> yeah, I, I seven thousand. <laughs> yeah. That, um, have you watched Murders in the Building? Yes, only murderers in only the building. Only murderers in the building. Yeah, yeah, I'm watching I that like right them. now. It's really good. And we watched it in our, um, in my AP language arts class, oh, as a so, so that we could like write a rhetoric like um, analysis on it, and it was so much fun. Like the entire class was like, "Why would they do that?" <laughs> the room of angry teenagers at a screen. It was great. But I love the way they record the podcast, yeah. like especially the savvy lady, the way her, mm -hmm. she starts her podcast is really good. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. I like it a lot. I, I, it's, it's way different from mine. Mine's just kind of like, click, and then it's just like, all right. Yeah, they really are. They, they have like a whole script and everything. Mastering it. And the yeah. Whole thing, yeah. Makes sense. Editing and mastering. Yeah, I don't really do much editing. I just kind of slap it on there. <laughs> what about music? Are you playing music on your podcast? Yeah, I do the the intro music and the and the outro music, and we do the weekly song. If you want to do a weekly song recommendation. Oh, okay. Yeah. Can I think about that for a minute mm -hmm. while we talk? Yeah, yeah. With, Go ahead. What you have until the end of the podcast. Okay. How much longer do we have? Um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on how much editing I have to do and how I want to cut it. I mean, um, I usually do like hour 30 is like the longest. Right mm. now we're at 40 minutes. I would go with, um, I'd go with the Cramps. Cramps? Yeah. Is that a song? Uh, it, it's a band. It's a band. An yeah. entire band. It's a, it's a band, yeah. And they have a, a, an album called Bad Music for Bad People. It's a... Uh, it's kind of rockabilly, 50s kind of sounding, um, kind of punky, kind of, well, you'll hear it. But the Cramps, bad music for bad yeah. people. I'm trying to think of the the song that I would go with. Um, I really like Human Fly, I think. I would go Human Fly? Mm -hmm. All right, you get 30 seconds of uncopyrighted... <laughs> Human fly. There's you get there's thirty seconds at the end of the episode of the of um uh, of of, <laughs> of the song. Yeah. Yeah. And so the uh, the singer has he's deceased. Mm -hmm. But um, I mean I just really enjoy them. I watch I watch a lot of their live performances on YouTube. And, mm. But you know my family makes fun of me because I watch um, old Dick Cabot. Right, talk shows from mm -hmm. like the 1940s and 50s where he in interviews like Betty Davis and these oh. famous, you know, black and white movie stars. Mm -hmm. um, 
That's cool, though. Um, yeah, I love that stuff. I just watched a really good David Letterman and Madonna one, and she says the F word over <laughs> and over and over and over again. And it's just, and David is just like trying to like, please, God, Madonna, just Madonna. <laughs> she brought, she brought him her underwear, <laughs> just out of nowhere, and it's like, aren't you gonna smell my underwear, David? And like. <laughs> And David's like, no, I'm going to put those in the drawer over here. And she's like, oh. But she was just constantly, like, trying to make him feel really uncomfortable. And I mean, it's kind of a power play. She brought footage of, um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> she brought footage. She goes, oh, why do you, I'm really upset because you talk about me all the time on your show. Mm -hmm. And uh, David's like, we don't talk about you all the day. Oh, are you kidding me? You love me on this show. You, it's, it's all you do is talk mm -hmm. about me. And she brought actual footage of, you know, them talking about Madonna on the David Letterman show. Which we thought was there. Yeah. It's kind of funny, but I was very uncomfortable watching the interview. <laughs> <laughs> that was, I feel like that was her, definitely her intention. Mm -hmm. She wanted to make the, the interview uncomfortable for, for the interviewer and the people watching it. Yeah. Yeah. I keep on thinking in rhetorical analysis after <laughs> after watching yeah because uh, after after being in that class now I think of every piece of media to fit there's this thing called space cat it's an acronym for like speaker um, speaker purpose audience um, forgot what it was space cat and, but like it has like the, you know all the things that like make up a, a piece of media yeah. and now I think of every everything I hear about and like and I put it into space cat I'm like yeah she definitely meant to do that that was her purpose <laughs> yeah for sure and then there's this other um, actress that's all she always has all these weird delays when she talks and she purposely tries to say things that are very you know yeah um, racy or, oh this kind of edgy like yeah, on the always like on the brink yeah and very coy very coy, you know. I mean, she could get away with it in that time. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I mean, now, probably not. Well, Madonna's Madonna. Madonna is Madonna. This is true. You can't cancel Madonna. She's an icon. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of things you can't do anymore yeah. that, that she was doing back in the day. Yeah. Honestly, like, but that that change is constantly happening, though. Like, who knows in a couple of years what we will be able to to socially be able to do and not do, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, I might get canceled because of this podcast, you know? I'm, like, nibblings might be not not okay, you know? Yeah, I think the first interracial kiss on TV was on Star Trek, believe it or not. Between, really? between Captain Kirk, William Shatner, and um, Uhura, the communications lady. I didn't know if you knew that. I, I did not like know that. 60s, I think. That's our educational fact of the week, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I watched some vintage Star Trek. <laughs> Vintage Star Trek. I have yet to watch Star Trek. You've never watched one of the old episodes of Star Trek? I've never watched a single episode of Star Trek. Gilligan's Island? No? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very, um, not... Yeah. I watched the Star Wars. Okay. The, uh, yeah. the, first, the first Star Wars? All the ones. All, all, all the Star Wars. All the Star Wars. Star Wars. Um, <laughs> plural. Wars is, um, hmm. but not any of the Star Trekses. Yeah, I was really a fan when I was a kid of mm -hmm. the Star Trek 
series. I mean, the uh, Star Wars series, but mm -hmm. didn't really follow through to, you know, to like my all the thing. yeah yeah they they're definitely like I think they're still continuing it right mm -hmm. still going yeah. I know like the most recent one was um, they like killed off a lot of the of the original characters oh sorry. Um, <laughs> the original characters yeah that wasn't a huge spoiler at all oh well they they can handle it <laughs> I don't they, they may have lost track of even their thing Star Trek they're like huh Star Trek they really killed off all these yeah they'll be fine well they did kill off Spock in the Star Trek episode. well now I know <laughs> that was in one of the movies like many years later I think he comes back to life though because they shoot his capsule out into space and he ends up going to some place that made him come back alive. Alright, now, now I know for when I might watch <laughs> Star Wars. Some hopeful. Maybe one day I'll watch Star Trek. Just watch the TV show, it's so campy. You There's a TV mean? show now? No, no, the TV show from back then. You'll have to watch it on, like, oh, okay. on YouTube or something. Yeah, I can, I, can, I can pirate it. I mean, definitely not pirate it. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> I would never pirate uh, anything. So William Shatner from Star Trek actually went into space just recently. He paid money to go into space. Yeah, I've heard that they're doing that now. With, uh, not Bronson, that's the guy's name uh, that does the SpaceX stuff. But, um... Elon Musk? He, I don't think it's Elon Musk, it's the other dude. They're in a space race against each other. What's his name? Oh my god. So yeah, he paid like crazy money, yeah. like millions of dollars to go into space. And so the article that I read last week is like, it was the most depressing experience because he got into space and he realized it was just empty black void. And the only thing that was alive was Earth. It just made him really depressed to think well, how we're treating the planet. And, yeah, know. but conversely, I, I do think I'm happy for him in the, and not, not that he's depressed. Mm -hmm. But in the way that he, that realization hit him. But I hope he also realizes that um, to not treat space exploration like an amusement park ride. Mm -hmm. You know, like it's not it's not to be taken lightly. It's genuinely dangerous, and um, like going into space is like a huge thing. And I think that if we shouldn't market it to like the top one percent that can afford it, because it's meant for a scientific discovery. And I like I would hope that we bring everybody there, like everybody with us, if, mm -hmm. if we were to go to space, you know? And I think properly trained individuals should be the ones to go to space. But, you know, I'm glad he learned, you know? And I hope he learns. At least he brought back the message. Yeah, himself. exactly. At least, he, at least he made it. Yeah. When you look back at the world and you look yeah. past the world, you just, you just realize it's very... Empty. Empty. And then we're just a tiny little speck. We're just a, we're just a little ball of algae. It's that space cat thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> no. Well, I just went to space cats. <laughs> you know what I realized? This is an odd epiphany to come to after watching the Toy Story movie. Um, but I watched the new Toy Story movie. The Buzz Lightyear one, Just that's just based... You know how Toy Story, Buzz Lightyear is a toy in the Toy Story? Mm -hmm. This is the movie about the toy, what the toy was based off of. So this is like his actual story. And um, I realized that I didn't think about this fear before, but now I have a new fear. Add one to the collection. Um, imagine you're in space and it's just like empty and you have to jump from one point to the other. The fear is not exactly heights. 
but it kind of is. You know, because you're looking down, nothing. Side, nothing. Other side, nothing. And if you push off, there's no friction in space. So you just keep on going until you run in, or until you get into a planet's orbit. Isn't that insane? That's so scary. Imagine having to jump from one point to another point, and it's worse than heights for me. Oh, because, yeah, you don't have any control. It's mm. a control issue. And it's just all empty. Yeah. It's like heights, but, it, like, you're not going to fall. But you're also not going to not fall. Yeah. Toy Story really opened my eyes. <laughs> the Buzz Lightyear movie. Because one of the characters, she had to jump from point A to point B, and she was, like, afraid of it for that reason. There's, like, a certain word for it. Mm. Something phobia. You know, the ones... Yeah, I can't think of what it is. Yeah. Like agoraphobia is afraid of being outside, right? Yeah. Large spaces or something. I don't think, it. no, it's like specifically the fear of large space, but only in space. Mm -hmm. That's like, yeah. Arachnophobia. Arachnophobia. I don't, I don't think I have arachnophobia. I'm not too afraid of spiders. Mm. Mm. Cat space phobia. Cat space, space cat phobia. Space cat phobia. See, there's my dyslexia coming into play. <laughs> You're dyslexic. I was. Yeah. No, I mean, I guess I still am. But yeah. But you've you've learned around it. I guess so. Yeah. I mean, I get my lowercase b's and d's right now, but I always got them mixed up when I was young. I have a I had a teacher that was slightly dyslexic, and she would mark all of our b's and d's wrong. <laughs> Even though they were right. Yeah, yeah. Really screw a person up. I know, right? And I was just like, "Hey, this is right." And she was like, "Oh, sorry." <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> "That's a big deal." <laughs> That's a big deal. This is my final exam. <laughs> oh, two and two is five. You're right. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> cool. Oh God. Yeah, that was a, that was a stressful experience. That teacher was overall very um, not good. <laughs> so. Um, trying to think my best teachers were like the ones that really kept me entertained so I had a teacher in high school that um, my biology teacher just kind of set like he didn't had no idea what can of worms he was opening when he, when he told us some of the stories he told us but um, I had a biology teacher I still remember his name that's pretty good because he was like this is like the eighth grade right and Mr. Dodd he's probably passed away now. oh yeah but Mr. Dodd said because uh, he was pretty old then he said uh, that when he and his brother were coming home from school once, um, they lived in Louisiana, and they were moving, they were putting a, a new highway through, and it had to go through this particular area of high ground, and it was in a cemetery, so they had to move a lot of the old graves from ones for the Halloween kids out there. Yeah. They had to move some of the old graves from where they were located to mm. another area so they could run the highway through the graveyard, you know. So they were digging out these caskets. Now, <laughs> caskets back then were cast iron. Did you know that? Like, really? They weren't wood. Yeah, they were, a lot of these caskets were made out of cast iron, and they had a window in the yeah, top. Yeah, where you can see the perfectly preserved person, because there wasn't any air let in, right? Exactly. Have we talked about this before? No, my mom's a chemistry teacher. Okay. So, <laughs> so they were her hermetically sealed, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, I guess these two old guys had one of these caskets out with a block and tackle over the top and had this casket lifted out on the side of the grave and all the dirt was still piled up and they called these kids over when they got off their school bus to come you have told the, this story before keep on telling it yeah, for the listeners yeah, though to look in the window and uh, 
and then he wiped the mud away and you could see the guy inside and then he took a shovel and broke the glass and the guy just turned into powder just like that and I just thought wow that's wow just insane but you know to teach you about what air's effect is and you know nothing being no organisms being able to grow in that kind of environment that space-like environment right yeah really is space-like because I assume that once like the body is put into there they do have their own bacteria and microorganisms that are already on the body to begin with and so like their chemical breakdown I assume doesn't happen in the same way as you would an organic matter that's exposed to air it would happen in the way that it just slowly dehydrates Mm. but I don't think it would like rot you know until finally until it just opens and then just yeah it just disintegrates. So it's more of a dehydration. Yeah. That's why. But my great teachers were always teachers that, like, either told me I was terrible at something, and then I was determined to be really good. I got an art teacher who told me I was terrible, um, that my mother was just wasting her time uh. um, in, in uh, indulging my creative habits I should be a shoe salesman when I grew up or something I don't know but wow what a great shoe salesman <laughs> so, so that actually lit a fire under me you know yeah um, or teachers that would tell stories that just blew my mind and I had a humanities teacher do they still teach humanities yeah but it's it's um it's different they it's not just a humanities class it's subsets of humanities classes okay. yeah. like so, my art appreciation class is a humanities class okay so she was, it was called Humanities, and basically, um, it was kind of a mixture of uh, history with, like, you, re- you read, like, the Iliad and the Odyssey, and yeah. um, you learned about different cultures, and she had traveled all over the world, because she'd been, a, she was, like, in her 60s, and she, her name was Mrs. Osborne, and she, during the summers, when she, she would go to Egypt, and she would go to India, and she would go to South America, and she would go to... And she had all these slides back then, right, of her travels. So she would use all of her real-world experience while she was teaching, and it was like the most beautiful thing because she'd say, okay, now that we've talked about, you know, the colonial period in Colombia, let me show you some pictures from when I was there 10 years ago. Like, (laughs) it's really, you know, it was really cool. I love that. That's how my art teacher is right now. She's like, oh, have you seen, like, the Chicago Bean? This is a picture of me by the Chicago Bean. And then, like... She shows like, like pictures that she took, mm-hmm. not just like copy paste from the internet. I'm like, I love it. Yeah, you know, it's brilliant because you can yeah. put a face and a personality to a yeah. place, makes it real. I like it a lot. I a lot of my teachers are the same way. Like my favorite teacher currently, Miss um, Hess, she is my um, was my biology teacher. I don't have her this year, but she was my freshman biology and environmental science teacher. And I still, like, hang out with her in my fourth hour because I don't have um, a class during my fourth hour. It's a free period. Mm-hmm. So I just, like, hang out with her and, like, follow her around. And we just, we talk about, like, everything. I learned so much just, like, by talking to this person because she's so interesting. And I just love it so much. It's awesome. Like, those good teachers are really make or break your experience at school. Yeah, for sure. They have to be, like, um, you know, when you go to museums or, like, a house museum or places like that. They have docents, you know, like even at the Flagler Museum, they have the the tour guides who are basically they don't get paid. I don't. I think they. I think they're just volunteers. Really. But they learn everything there is to know about like 
let's take the Flagler Museum, like Henry Flagler and the family and the house and how long it took to build and how many people it took to build it and where the furniture came from and what the art is and the sculpture and what was fashionable during the day. They learn all that yeah. stuff. And then they go there because they're like, you know. They're just little nerds. Yeah, they're just like, um, you know, old people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But they got time on their hands. Yeah. You know? Getting some community service hours. Why not? <laughs> yeah, for, you know. Going 35 and a, and a 25 or whatever. Yeah. You know? <laughs> whatever it is they did. <laughs> whatever fraction they broke. Stealing crackers. <laughs> I don't know. But, um, yeah, so, but those are the kind of people that would make great teachers because, you know, they just have a general interest in yeah. what they're doing. And I, they, love, I love that. They relate it back. And you can, you can really tell when a teacher, like, doesn't care. About what they, they're what they're there doing. For the I know they're just they're just kind of there. They they're just there for the curriculum. They're like, all right, guys, look at this slideshow, and like, <laughs> do their do your quiz. I'm gonna go outside and have a cigarette. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna put this VCH VHS tape on for you kids. I'll be outside having a Marlboro. This is gonna be about two and a half minutes, and that's how long <laughs> it takes me to smoke one of these, and I'll be back. I want you guys to suck this up now, absorb it. And you better pass the test, or else you don't graduate. <laughs> yeah, pop quiz tomorrow, and it's free study for the rest of the period. Yeah, right. What? What? Oh my gosh, I had teachers like that, but like honestly, I kind of that like that class needed to happen. You know, like it it made me made me who I am. Like I had this one teacher, can't say her name, in, in fear of her. <laughs> she retired last year. She was awful. And if anybody goes to my school, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's <laughs> just terrible. Huh? <laughs> she, oh my god. She, um, so she retired recently. And she, we all, like every student that has had her has a horror story of her. My horror story, one, one of my horror stories was, it was sophomore year. And it was, my father passed away on a Friday. And I emailed her on that Friday saying, I will not be in for this week. Obviously, you know, mm -hmm. for clear reasons. And on, I got an email back saying, you will be missing your CPR certification exam and you cannot retake it and you need this as a requirement because it was for the medical program. And so I had to come in on that Monday and take the CPR exam. I and think she should have been called into the principal's office and roasted for that. <laughs> roasted. That's terrible. I know. And even worse, I my mom had obviously emailed my guidance counselor, and my guidance counselor had promised me that all of my absences would be excused and all of my work would be excused until I could make it up. That did not happen. <laughs> wow. And so I went to this class, and I had to take my stupid CPR certification. I'm CPR certified now, though, so... Like, if, any, if anybody has a heart attack, you know who to call. <laughs> I remember getting certified on CPR when I was in high school. Um, yeah. We had the rubber <coughs> rubber dolls that lay on the floor with no arms and no legs. We had those, too. Yeah, that just have, like, the torso. I of, named mine. His name was Jose. Oh, all of theirs, all of these had name tags on. <laughs> really? All, yeah, all of ours were called Annie. Did you? Oh, Annie. And we had to go. We had to do that. We had, the, first, uh, first thing you had to do is uh, lift up the head, right? And, and first to see if we get any, any response, and, yeah. we, and we have to go, Annie, Annie, you okay? Annie, are you okay? <laughs> yeah, Annie. I actually, um, I performed that song, um, 
a while ago. We had a Michael Jackson night in my dance studio, and I, I danced to that. That's pretty funny. Yeah. I did a drop split to that song. That's awesome. <laughs> but, <laughs> Annie, Annie, are you okay? Annie, Annie, are you okay? And if you didn't say that first, before you started the procedure... You would get, you would get failed. Yeah, we yeah. had the same thing. I was like, really? But yeah, that's yeah. the truth. Yeah, we have the same. You have to, and we have the Heimlink too. You have to be like, "Are you choking?" And if they nod, then ah. then you can <laughs> do the Heimlink. But if they don't <laughs> nod, then you fail the exam. Wow. Yeah, but um, I took that CPR exam, and I remember that day she called me up and like was like, "I had your father passed away," <laughs> and I was me being a very stressed out fifteen year old. I started crying on the spot. Of course you would. Of course. Yeah, like yeah. There, there's just that level of, of insensitivity. That's terrible. And she told me about how her husband died when her daughter was young, and she was like, and, and I was just standing there crying. And then the day after, she called my mom to tell my mom that I was very unprofessional. Oh my god. I can laugh about this now. Yeah. As as a changed as a changed person. Because also now she no longer works at my school, yeah. and she no longer has the, the, the guillotine over my grade, mm -hmm. you know? But she retired, and um, my current medical teacher got her old classroom, and so I'm still in her classroom that I was in. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, horror stories. And um, <laughs> for the first month of, of school, she was sitting in the back of our classroom, supposedly cleaning out her old things. And once she left, after she had cleaned out her old things, all she did was take the microwave. She, take, she took the microwave and she left. After she had cleared, cleared out her old things, air quotation, um, we went through the closet and there was just like insane amounts of like garbage. And like stuff that was hers that she didn't get rid of. Like she had a bunch of old canes that were hers. And we were just like, what? And so I got 10 hours of community service to clear up all of this and organize it and throw things away and whatnot. And it was so therapeutic mm -hmm. going through like weird, weirdly enough, going through her things after like I had this teacher for three years, going through her things after three years of having this awful teacher it was so therapeutic. Mm -hmm. And like, I really felt like a teenager, you know, in the, in the coming of age movies where they're, they're like throwing things and they're screaming, they're breaking stuff. Yeah. I felt like that because we went out to the dumpster and I got to throw her canes and it was great. I like broke one in half and I was like, yeah. It's wild. Because <laughs> it was traumatic. <laughs> yeah. Well, especially because she was so insensitive in yeah. a very delicate time. That's like the worst. And that was just one of the instances. Mm. Like there was this time in freshman year where um, it was over Christmas break. And I don't know if you know what Google Classroom is, but it's basically where teachers can assign homework, but online. So you get notifications on the weekend about homework now. <laughs> That's awesome. So, you know, I can identify, like, so you probably don't know this about me, but I went mm -hmm. to culinary school too. <gasps> no, you have told me this. Um, and I had a, uh, instructor there they don't call them professors but instructors it was a two-year program i got an associate's degree and i graduated second in my class but there's a problem with being sometimes um trying to be second in your class i'm third and in my class right now it's hard because some people don't really some people just want to keep you down no matter what 
and I don't know what that is about some people. They just want to stamp out a flower if they get a chance, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? I don't know. But I had this, um, this, all my professors are instructors I got along with. Mm-hmm. Um, global cuisine, introduction to culinary arts, bar and restaurant management, all the classes, fine. Mm-hmm. But my baking instructor was from Sweden. And um, just like the one on the Muppets. Mor- baking mor- instructor. Mor- right? <laughs> he, he's my baking and Mr. Tanner. I'm going to go ahead and say Chef Tanner. Chef Tanner. We have a Chef Tanner at our school. Our school has a culinary program. Okay. That's great. I wonder if the same, no, not the same guy. Tall guy, gray hair. Okay. So Chef Tanner. We're icing cakes, you know, so we, we're towards the end of the program, you know, and this is for, like, this is for, like, uh, 50% of our grade, right? Your final exam, I think. Right, right at the end, yeah. And so I do this beautiful three-tier cake, and it's perfect, and the texture's good, and it's moist, and the whole <laughs> thing, and then, and then you have this, it's like a long icing knife. They don't, it's, it doesn't have a doesn't cut anything it's just like the triangle like thing? a spatula yeah yeah but it's it's not triangular it's just like a long sort of oval thing yeah I, I can imagine it and your cake is on a little round piece of cardboard <laughs> and it's the same size as the and you hold the whole cake in your hand and you ice the cake and you can't leave a knife mark on the cake so you got to keep dipping they didn't have the things that like spun no, you do it by hand and so I ice my cake and it, I am so happy with this cake, right? And then I set it down really gently, you know, and it's fine. It slides right off. It's on, it's on its tray. And I do, the, and he comes over and he picks my cake up and he turns it around. And right now I'm, I'm going to have an A in his class, like literally. I'm like, I got a 98, 99. Everything's good. And he goes, ah, with his accent, you know, I see one little ridge here. Where you left, there's a little, little, little spot here. No. I'm going to have to deduct for this because you are not as great as you think you are. And he puts the cake down. And I took my knife and I cut the cake in half in front of the whole class. I just took a big knife and whack. That's it. You're failed. <laughs> like, literally. He had already graded me, but then he went ahead and just failed me. So... I probably would have graduated top of my class, but I ended up graduating second. Mm-hmm. But I'm friends with the guy who graduated. The top? Yeah, we're still friends all these years later. Wow. My my best friends are also, I'm number three. My yeah. best friends are one and two. <laughs> yeah, and my friend has like multiple degrees in biology, believe it or not. Wow. And he went to culinary school. And then he got, then he never became a chef. <laughs> Neither did I. Um, and then he now is a radiologist at Jupiter Medical Center. Wow. Yeah, because he went back to school. To I recently went to Jupiter Medical Center to get an MRI. There you go. Yeah. His name is Joe Stuck. No, 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 Joe was not my MRI specialist. Okay. This, the MRI experience, the, I did not expect it. So I had to get an MRI because, like, I had elevated prolactin levels, and so they were worried about my brain. I'm, I'm fine. But um, I went there, and the machine is very loud. Oh, yeah, it sounds like, like a... Yeah, it's like... Yeah, like a can with nothing. Yeah, it does. So I walked in, and I was there, like, not wearing any shoes. I was in, like, my little... And I was wearing dinosaur socks and, like, and like sweatpants and, like, a strawberry shirt. It was a terrible outfit for an MRI, but nonetheless. 
And um, the lady, she gives me these headphones, and I didn't know this, but you can choose your music. Mm. And she goes, would you like to listen to music, and what would you like to listen to? And it's not like, they don't give you like a thing to choose music from, you just tell them. Mm. And then I was like, blanking, because I didn't know this was an option, and me being a um, chronic worrier, I would have liked two to three business days to think about this, you know? And so I just said off the top of my head, I was like, I like jazz. And, <laughs> and so they play jazz. No. <laughs> I put I put my, my headphones on and blasting was a country song. <laughs> and then like I laid down and they gave me like the little ball to squeeze just in case there was an emergency. And they like hooked up my IV and I was just listening to country music and I was too nervous to say anything. <laughs> I really don't like country music. So it was just like, in the background, and it was like, rash out, going here. That's hysterical. And then, by the second or third song, it switched to jazz. So it was, it got much better. Okay. Yeah, so I finally got jazz. And the whole process was like 25 minutes of me just sitting there. And I, I'm not a claustrophobic person, but in that moment, I got very nervous, and I got like scared, and I like closed my eyes, and then I was listening to jazz, and the thing was around me, and I was like, I just started laughing because I was like, this is crazy. I'm listening to jazz music in an MRI machine. <laughs> I had a uh, two CAT scans this year. Really? They're the MRI machine and CAT scan machine. They're totally different. Aren't they're they? very different machines, yeah. So this one, like, it's it's like a circle. Big circle. It yeah. takes slices of your brain. Yeah, and then and it goes, and then back she. But doesn't it look like when you watch these movies about time travel, doesn't it yeah, look like Yeah, it looks a like a time machine. Yeah, like... It's like, all right, just lay down here real quick. Yeah, and then they're going to run you You wake up this. in 2030. Oh, I wouldn't mind that. <laughs> yeah, find out what happens in 2030, right? I know, right? That's what I would do. And I'd make sure I got lottery numbers while I was there. Mm -hmm. So that when 2030 came, I'd be ready to... I'd give somebody in my family the lottery numbers, and I would have the lottery numbers. So if something happened to me before 2030... Mm -hmm. Somebody would make a million bucks or a bunch of money. I cheat the system. Yeah. I used to work with a guy. Well, that could mess up the time continuum, though. No, nah, it would be fine. <laughs> I used to work with a guy when I did murals so. in Palm Beach, and we would sit in the garage. I wasn't doing murals yet. I was still just like a prep guy, I, you know, hanging out with all the construction workers. And there was this brilliant guy, right? Nobody could understand why this guy was a plumber, man. You know, because he. He was so smart. Yeah. We watched Jeopardy in the garage on this little tiny TV that he would bring every day. And all the guys would try to get the questions, get the answers mm -hmm. right on this Jeopardy show at 10 o'clock in the morning at a WGN out of Chicago or whatever. Mm -hmm. And he would get the, he almost every time he got the answer right. And people would bet him money, like 20 bucks, you don't get this one, Stan. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And he would get it right, you know, whatever mm -hmm. it was. A time traveler. Every time. And I thought, he was a time traveler. He really was. Because what he was doing is that he actually told me what, many years later what he was doing. He would watch the show the night before. And then he would have all the answers because it was a rerun the next day on a different channel. Wow. So he'd watch it like on Chicago TV mm -hmm. the night before. But it would be the same one replayed here on our local TV during weekdays at 10 in the morning. And so he would just write down all the answers to the questions and he had them in his lunchbox. <laughs> So he'd keep going in this lunchbox, lunchbox. get his soda. I like to keep my sodas cold so he'd keep them next to the ice. And he's eating his sandwich and then he'd have a drink of his soda and he'd reach in there and look at the top of his lunchbox. And there's where all the answers were. 
And he literally, he legit took people's money. <laughs> I mean, that is just wrong, you know what I mean? I was about to say, like, why would he just do that? But now that there's money, there's money involved, yeah, yeah. that makes sense. But, I, I wouldn't expect him just to just to do that for funsies. Yeah, but it's pretty funny, right? That's funny. Yeah, <laughs> hey, I think he just started doing it for what kicks, a scheme. you know, just to be funny. Yeah. Just like, um... And I, I said one time I saw him, I said, you know, I never understood why you were a plumber. You, and he it's told so me the story, yeah. Uh, yeah. You watch it at night? Yeah. It's so simple. Man, I wish I could I could be such a, a good scammer. Mm. I have a friend that's a very good scammer. She's great at scamming people. She just asks. She's just like, can you give me $5? And it's like, for what? I, I just need $5 for something real quick. I'll pay you back. Never did. Never does. <laughs> no. Wow. That's a... That's a I'd be a hard friend to have because there's always somebody going to be looking for her. <laughs> yeah, no, she's she's actually a really great friend. I didn't get into Questbridge and she gave me a a, a little frog squishmallow. Do you know what squishmallows are? Mm -hmm. They're little they're little round stuffed animals. <laughs> well, I think you're going to get in some place that you love. Hopefully. It's just going to take a little time. Yeah, take a lot of essays. I and I had such a great essay too for my. Um, Questbridge application. What'd you write about? About, about my dead dad. Oh, okay. You know, classic. Oh yeah. 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 That <laughs> and then, definitely would tug the heart Exactly. Think, right? But it wasn't like um like the classic dead dad story of like this happened and I'm so sad. It was like, um like this happened and like, it affected me but like it, I'm still who I am and I I was still who I was at that time. Mm -hmm. You know, and it was just like yeah this happened but nonetheless you know, and I wrote. So it was two essays, an 800-word one and a 500-word one. My 500-word one was about dancing and how, like, I started dancing in, like, my community there. And I, that was also a really great essay because, like, I painted the picture of, like, this ragtag, like, group of heroes that, like, were just hanging out together and just, like, dancing and having fun, you know? Mm -hmm. That um, was, not to, was not to be. I'm trying to think. I think there was a break dance movie in the 80s. <laughs> Is it called breakdancing? Breakdancing? There was a there was and it was all about like kind of a ragtag group of yeah. people. Yeah. But I can't think of the name of the movie and look at me like pulling out like the eighties, like hardcore today, right? Because that was yeah. like my that was my crazy time. I wasn't really crazy, I was really nerdy, you can imagine. Yeah. That's okay. I think I think the, the nerdy crazy is the best kind of crazy, you know? Hmm. It was called Breakin'. Breakin'? Yeah, it came out in 1984. Oh. Yeah, hour and 30 minutes long. Um, it's going to be pretty hokey, I can imagine. All right. Being, being, from the time, being from the time that it's from. I can pirate it. Yeah. <laughs> so in 1984, I, I went to my first concert in 1984. I did. What was, how old were you? So I know my, my gauge of how old I have to be in order to get to my first concert. Okay, so uh, I was born in 1967, and I went to... <gasps> you still have the tickets. My very first concert. Okay. Wow, half of it. Yeah. Wow. They used to tear concerts. January 30th. Yeah. 1984. It was only $10. Concerts were cheaper back then. Yeah, now they're in the hundreds. I haven't gone to a single concert. I was going to go to the Wallows, but it got canceled. 
I think they were playing in Woodstock, New York, where I was just at. Really? Or the Weepies. I think it was weepies? the Weepies. I don't know about the Weepies. Yeah. I mean, technically I have been to a concert, but it's all it's been all like local artists. So I was 17. I'm 17 right now. Okay, so technically, if I think about it in the technical scope of things. So I was 17. Yeah. yeah. I technically have been to my first concert. Mm-hmm. I went to... Um, there's this place called Crazy Uncle Mike's. Oh yeah, I've heard of Crazy yeah, Uncle Mike's. Yeah, and I, I went and I saw um, Ant Hill Cinema and Guabatron. Okay. They're pretty good. You guys should check them out on on uh, Spotify. And my first concert was Adam Ant with the Romantics. The Romantics. I think I've heard of them. Yeah. Adam Ant was pretty, pretty popular. Yeah. He was not what people of my generation were listening to. Especially where I grew up geographically in mm-hmm. the rural south, right? Being in North Florida, outside yeah. Jacksonville. It was all pretty country, like the music you're listening to for your MRI. <laughs> yeah. Cotton Eye Joe and all those Cotton songs. Cotton Eye Joe. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I was listening to uh, English music mostly. I'd stay up till 1 a.m. to listen to Rock <gasps> Over London. Yeah, yeah. on the, the radio station. On the radio station. station at night. And that's how I heard of like Tears for Fears and The Clash and... Adam Ant and Boy George and the Culture Club and Duran awesome. Duran and all those bands from the 80s. Yeah. But yeah, I would, I think I still, I just gotten over not having my restricted license, I think. So, because wow. you couldn't drive at night when you had a restricted yeah, license. Yeah, I can't, way? yeah. I can't drive until, I think um, when I was 16, it was 11, no, it was 10 p.m. I couldn't drive after 10. Now I can't drive after 11. Gotcha. Yeah. So, yeah, but I drove out to the middle of nowhere. I'm not sure. Let me check my... Check your facts. Let me check my license real quick. What does it say? Forget. Is it on the back? I don't know. Um, Under 18 years of age, 16 years, no 11 p.m. to 6 p.m., 6 a.m. driving, Mm -hmm. and 17 years, no 1 a.m. to 5 a.m. Oh, so no 1 a.m. adventures for me. Yet. Yet, unless with a 21-year-old or older licensed okay. driver. There you go. Yeah. So you could be driving as long as you have an adult. This is back when I had hair. Oh, wow. You did have a lot of hair. I did have a lot of hair. It's probably easier to take care of now. Oh, yeah, shorter, no, right? I do. I, it's so easy. I I literally just, um, I wash it, and then I go to sleep. And there's no, there's no, like, detangling. I don't have a whole process anymore. It's just... I love it. It's fantastic. And I cut it myself, so I don't even have to pay for haircuts. That's awesome. Yeah. I yeah. started cutting my hair, my mom's hair, my friend's hair. Yeah. You know they used to cut hair, they just they grind it between two rocks. Huh. I just made that <laughs> when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, you know. Talk about split ends. <laughs> You could you could honestly tell me anything and I believe it. Just like about like you know what they used to do when I was a kid, and I would just be like, hmm. Okay. I'm gonna make some of those up for the next time I'm on. Yeah, those would be really good for our educational facts, but make them all misinformation. Yeah, absolutely misinformed. Yeah. Absolutely misinformed. So all of the nibblings are just like talking about things that they don't know what they're talking about. They're at dinner and they're having a pork chop with their family. Mm-hmm. They know it's a mac and cheese, and they're like, you'll never believe what I heard today. <laughs> Is this true? Did you guys used to? They used to actually grind up limestone to make mac and cheese. You know that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
That would be hysterical. The plural of cheese is actually chists. <laughs> <laughs> and use it in class. Yeah. In You're class. raising your hand. Anybody know what the plural of cheese is? <laughs> Chice. Chice. Chices. I started that sentence and I didn't know where I was going. And well, it I just, yeah, it worked out. <laughs> well, you're going to have to have me back on again. I will. I would love that. Yes. We'll do a call in next time. That'd be fantastic. When we try out the. Uh, you do Google Meets? The Bluetooth. Google Meets? Google Meets are great. Okay. Because it's it's free and do I they can serve, still Do they sell it. fish as well? <laughs> Google Meets. Discount Google discount meats and fish. <laughs> if you um if you have a, an email, you can go on Google Meet. Okay, I do. Yeah. yeah. All right, Google Meets. I'll figure it out. Yeah, I I I could also just send you a link and you just click on it and then boom. Yeah. Google Meet. I did it with uh, when I did the podcast with the artist in the Bahamas. Mm -hmm. We did it with Zoom. Oh yeah, okay. I'm I'm not as much of a fan of Zoom. Okay. Zoom reminds me too much of of school. Back back in the 2020s. So what are we going to talk about next time? Mm, you have to give me misinformation. Yep. Misinformation. Um, <clears throat> Got it. <laughs> All right, notes, notes, people. Um, let me think. I have to update you on my my scholarships. Yep. My college application process. You know how it is. Mm -hmm. Um. We'll talk about collegiate your, life. Yeah. <laughs> and what you're what you're looking forward to, and um, how do you feel about li living away from home versus living close by home? Exactly, I think I'll, I'll be okay. Um, we'll talk about food choices when you're living in a college <laughs> environment. Are you going to be a chicken wing fan? I'm more um, of a cup of noodles gal. We got to talk about dating. Mm -hmm. Are you leaving somebody here to go to college, or are they following you off to college? <sighs> well, I'm definitely not following anybody, and I hope. Um, he doesn't follow me. You guys will end up going your separate way and dating and, distantly for a while. Yeah, I, I honestly, I'm, I'm gonna try it out. Okay, so we're gonna put that down. <laughs> um, we have to talk about your upcoming art show. If it's already November twenty sixth. Yep. Let me add that to the to my Google Calendar. Google Meets. Whoa, November twenty sixth. Yeah, I think it's 6 p.m. It's going to be in going. It's Art six, show. Six eight, I think. Yeah. It'll and be that, nice. That's business. how the last one was. Yeah, they expanded the gallery, and it's a solo show, so the gallery's going to be even bigger. They expanded the gallery? They did. I haven't been in a while. Right it's almost done, I think. So it's going to be fun. And, uh... Can't wait to see it. Yeah. All right, we got our list for next time. You have to hold on to that piece of paper for dear life. I will, because on the other side of it, I'm actually doing a bunch of, a series of palm trees for, I have what they call a benefactor, mm -hmm. who has commissioned um, 12, the 12 native palms of Florida, which is what you're kind of looking at here. Oh, so like separate? I'm making them all separate, yeah. And I'm trying to give them like nice backgrounds of where you would actually find. Is this um, a beach? At the Breakers Hotel. At the Breakers Hotel. Yeah. This is where me and my boyfriend had our first date. Really? Yes. On this, we walked on this on this pillar mm -hmm. of rocks, and I almost slipped. And and um, 
like we were just like like holding hands and just like la da da. I love that. That was like a, like a year and a half ago. What a fancy smancy place to go. No, we broke in. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I thought you were you actually had dinner there. No, or you walked. Or, have you been inside before? Oh, you 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 gotta go. We we Walk parked around the lobby. We like parked on on like one of the side roads where the, like you know like there's like a neighborhood around there also. Mm-hmm. And then we. Um, we went over like the sea, like the wall mm-hmm. that goes to the beach, and then like he jumped, and then I jumped, and he caught me, and then we just were walking along, up. walking along the beach, watching the sunset. Very cool. Very, very teenagery of me. Yeah, but fun, right? Yeah, it was a lot of fun. You got to check out the inside. Even the lobby's just beautiful. Yeah. Just kind of we have valet to, your car, pay five dollars. Pay five dollars, loiter a little bit. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> actually, shops and stuff you can Ooh. go into. Yeah. They can't. They don't sell anything that we can afford. But yeah, can, but I can look at them. Window shop. Yeah, window shop, and I can take pictures so I can make it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you guys aren't drinking age yet, so mm. you couldn't even get a cocktail. So no. you just have to be like, literally, yeah. literally straight up loitering. I can smell it, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> really straight up loitering. Straight That'd up. be a fun date. The Breakers Hotel loitering. Yeah. We wow, I can't believe it. I'm trying I, to paint places that people can recognize here for here. Yeah. But that's I I really like that. I I I like I like turned and I was looking at your little palm trees and I was like, oh, it's so cool, like so realistic. And then I was like, that place looks so familiar. Why do I remember that? Why do I remember that? And I was like, oh, it's because I almost broke my toe there. That's where, <laughs> that's where it almost went down. <laughs> it went down. It really, it could have been, um, it was, that really made or, bro- or broke the date if I broke my toe. <laughs> that would have, you would have held it against him? No, I wouldn't have done that. I think That'd that would have be been fair. a cute story. But then, like, he would have to drive me to the hospital. <laughs> and carry you back over the wall. Yeah, you hoist me over the wall. And lift. Yeah. Too fun. <laughs> well, this has been a lot of fun. Yeah, this has been a lot of fun. Thank so. you for having me in the studio at one p.m. So maybe let's do it after the show. We'll yeah. Right so we can do a nice little little yeah. recap, and I'll probably be getting my my letters back from colleges by then so that'll be a full recap that's cool i can't wait to hear awesome it's gonna be some good news all right thank you for coming on one adventures thank you for having me yeah thank you nibblings